John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Oh, hey, it's me, Ed Peterson. Hi, Ed. It's me, John Kiltica. John, what's going on? Oh, not much. Hanging out, chilling. It's a Sunday. It is. We're doing the Lord's work over here. Sure. I got my Uggs on. We're heading into fall, so I'm rocking the Uggs. Ugg weather. I love it. Yeah. We talk about guitars. We do. Beautiful West Seattle. Beautiful West Seattle is right. We talk about ugly paint jobs on guitars. Oh, man, do we. I sat down, and I couldn't see the guitar because it was, like, behind the table there. Yes. And I was like, it's a Strat. And you were like, yeah. And, man, you then pulled it up, and I don't know what to think about that. What year is it? This guitar is a 1983 Stratocaster. Is it a refin? It is not a refin. From the factory like that. Kind of. Okay. The finish on here is swirly paint. Yeah. Over the years, this has come to be known as the bowling ball finish. These are the Stratocaster bowling ball guitars. Specific to Stratocasters, they're called the bowling ball finish. Got it. Yes. And I'm going to muddy the water even further than the swirl finish itself and Mm -hmm. tell you that there were some Telecasters that had this finish. There's those videos There's like a bucket of water. Yes. Right? And then they put like a green paint down. And then they'll put like a black paint down and a red paint. And they'll make some kind of weird, funky shape. Yes. And then they like dip a hat in it. And when they pull the hat out, it's got whatever they had painted on the surface of the water. Is that what they did with these? That is exactly what they did with these. Why is my Instagram feed full of just the weirdest stuff? I have seen videos of country fairs where they have a big tub of water. Yeah. And they put colors that are toxic, free, water-based, whatever the hell, Yeah, on the water. And then they have somebody dip their whole arm in it (laughs) and then pull it out. And so then they get to walk around the fair for the rest of the day with swirly arms. 
Sure. Well, that's cool. Yeah. The old swirly arm. You know, we're going to get into it. Yeah. Is that a five position switch? Yes. Okay. But it's got two knobs. It does. Spot what's wrong. Pre-episode spot check. Yeah, exactly. Spot check. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's the thing, because sometimes it's like, oh, it's a Les Paul, but it's not a Les Paul because it's got two jacks and it does crazy shit. I wonder if that's the original trem arm. I will tell you this. Yeah. This guitar is 100% original. Really? Uh Uh-huh. The bridge looks not like a normal Strat. There's something wrong with it. You have eagle eyes, Ed. Do I? You do. Beverages. Yes, Ed, beverages. That was very John Kilteca, that little riff. Stabby. Stabby, very 70s, in the pocket 70s. (laughs) You wouldn't necessarily hear that on a Yacht Rock station, but you wouldn't not, right? You could see that in a song with like some cool horns and a lot of melodies going on. But also, I get Joe Jackson vibes from a lot of your playing. Is that Joe Jackson? Officially? No. Okay. I've got a beverage in a mason jar. Oh, yeah. That you brought for me. I think it's a ball jar. Is it ball or mason? Fresh. It says fresh. That's weird. I've got the same thing. Oh, man. I have. (laughs) Awesome. This is tart. Yes. Sour. Uh Uh-huh. Snappy. Yep. Gingery, citrusy. Yep. I got to tell you, Ed. Yeah. Knock this one out of the park. Mm. I don't know what Ed thinks of these kinds yeah. of combinations, but Oof. me? Oof. Yeah. Oof. Love them. What do you think is in this? I got some lemon. Yep. I got some ginger. Yep. Orange. Yep. It's kind of like the big four. It's not the brightest yellowy color I've ever seen. No. So that tells me Ed put something green in here. You know what's green? What? Half a dozen limes, not peeled. That's the sleeper agent. So you got your lime and your lime zest. Exactly. With grapefruit. This is a citrus bomb. It is. We also have, I'm happy to say, coffee from our good friends over there at Hot Wire Coffee here in West Seattle. Up on California. Next to the post office, yeah. Right? If you are in West Seattle, you should go to Hot Wire. What's their address? I don't know. Next to the post office. Know what I got here? Oh, what? They have seasonal specials. I don't want to be not evergreen, but mm. it is the kind of Halloween, Thanksgiving area calendar time. <laughs> they have a pumpkin spice latte with cardamom in it that oh. they call the Lost Colony. That's a great name. Yeah. You asked me what I wanted, and I just said black coffee. Maybe I made the biggest mistake of my life in not getting a Lost Colony. Yeah. 4410 California Avenue, Southwest. Yeah. Seattle, Washington, 98116. Yeah. That place? That place. Yeah. If you go there, uh huh. say hi, Gan. Oh, okay. They say, really now? That's 20% off any espresso drink for you. Go get you some. Yeah. Go get that coffee bag. <laughs> <laughs> so what the hell's up with this thing? 
volume and a tone. It's got a weird bridge. It does. From the factory, if this is 100% original, that's a weird take. It was a confusing time, Ed. The 80s. At Fender. Firmly into Reagan years. Is that where we are? Well, we're going to start our story for the purpose of this in 82. Oh, yeah. V1 of old Ronnie. Yeah. So Fender's at NAM doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And they come across this dude. They were at Summer NAM. Was it Nashville at that point? In 82? Who knows? One only knows. And they come across this dude. His name is Darren Johansson. We call him Bowling Ball. Yeah, Bowling Ball Darren. Mm-hmm. And he's doing swirly paint job finishes. <laughs> I knew it. So Fender comes across him and they're like, wow, we should do that. Yeah. Hey, Darren Johansson, how would you feel about just kind of for the rest of Nam covering your shit up and not showing it to anybody? Well, doesn't that defeat the purpose of coming to Nam? You're asking me not to show my shit. Well, because we want to work with you. We want to do swirly finishes. We want you to do it. That's great. Oh, in that case, certainly. Sign me up. They signed him up. Mm-hmm. And they send old DJ, Darren Johansson, out of Long Island. Ooh. Had a company called About Time Designs. That's up in your neck of the woods. Yeah, Long Island. They send him 300 bodies. Okay. Primed bodies. And our man Johansson, mm-hmm. swirly boys, all of these. He's got three main buckets that he's swirling in. He's got swirly buckets. Okay. A red marbleized kind of finish. This one, which is a blue marbleized finish. Show me. That's more green than blue. I'm going to agree with you. I think it's maybe turned a little. There's like a royal blue down near the bottom, like just in a brief spot. But most of it is way more greenish. And his third bucket was gold. Oh. Golden white. Looked more like marble than these do. Yeah. So they do it, and they only do the 300. It is said that 225 of those were strats, like this, Mm -hmm. and they did 75 tellies. Okay. And then at Winter Nam, they show them. Yep. Fender's kind of sucking wind. You know, they went through the 70s. CBS still owns them, and people are saying, quality control just isn't there. This blows. What are we going to do? CBS even hired some people in, among them Dan Smith from Yamaha. Shake this shit up. we got to do something different because our stuff isn't selling. Nobody likes them anymore. I got an idea. Bowling balls. Yeah. Great. Not only that, Dan Smith, mm-hmm. we can't compete on price with imports. So, okay, do your bowling ball, but we've got to make these instruments less expensive or nobody's going to buy them even mm. more than they're already not buying them. Mm-hmm. So a custom paint job, but make it cost less. Yes. You've pointed out, astutely so, Ed. Hey, thank you. That there aren't three knobs. Yeah. There's a master volume and a master tone. Yep. Also, there is no recessed input jack. I did notice that. The straight out, which just bugs the shit out of me. Yeah, it's just attached to the pick guard, and that's what you get. Yep. Also, you've alluded to it. I was hoping you wouldn't notice this, and you didn't, so that's great. Mm. Ed has not asked me to see the back of this guitar. Oh. They put what's called the free flight trim system Mm. on here with a snap-in arm. It doesn't screw in. Okay. So I'm going to snap it in and see uh, how much it does or does not go out of tune. Not bad. Yeah. The thing with the free flight You route in the top underneath the pick guard, 
and the springs in the tremolo mm-hmm. go underneath so that you don't need a hole for the block because there is no block. They just load through the top. You see that? Yeah. So as a result, you don't need to take all the time to make the complicated cuts through the whole body it would take to put a regular tram. Look at that. Oh. I'm oh. showing Ed the back of the guitar where there is no hole. Huh. I guess hardtail strats don't have the back plate. They don't need it. Yeah. Although hardtail strats are string through the body. Right. Whereas this is what's called top-loaded. Yeah. They were trying to cut corners however they could. Huh. It seems like they had to pay that dude some amount of money for the 300 bodies. Sure, they had to pay the dude to do it. I don't know how much. Should we hear what this sounds like in all the various places? Yeah. Okay. Position one, Bridgy Bridge. It's pretty bitey. Position two. Bridge in middle. Position three. Is position three all three? Position three is just the middle pickup. Okay. And then four is middle and neck. With five being neck. I'll roll down the treble to uh, illustrate that. Same pickups that would have been in a normal Strat? Yes, and same body-neck deal. Older body, maple neck. It didn't go well. (laughs) I think it was a combination of factors. Mm -hmm. One, people hated them. Okay. And two, Fender was on its last leg. Yeah. Modern day Fender, you get a cool custom finish, and that is going to cost you dearly. It feels like if they were going to release this guitar today, and there's going to be 300 special bodies, that would be like a $6,000 guitar. It would be very expensive. They would put good hardware in it. They would make it a custom, nice guitar. You know, it'd be cool today if you were like, hey, I want the Swirly Boy finish. Yeah. Custom shop. And then relic the bejesus out of it. Yeah. This might look a whole lot cooler if someone from the 80s had decided to actually play the guitar. Because it looks like this thing was purchased and put in the case and never left. It could be brand new. Our example is 1983 and it's in, I would say, astonishing shape. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's only 225 strats. What I couldn't find is the breakdown between the three color buckets. Roughly thirds or... Yeah. So the dealers didn't like it. Nonetheless, in 1983 Reagan dollars, Mm. if you did like it, Ed, if you're thinking to yourself, I don't care what the dealers say. Hey, local dealer, I want that. $1983. What are you going to pay for something like this? Loaf of bread, 66 cents. Oh. Gallon of milk, $1.89. Gallon of gas, buck 25. 
It feels like most of those things have forexed. Okay, well, if that's true. If that's true, this guitar would have been less than 2000 today dollars. They made this guitar as the low-end version. I'm going to make it easy on myself. Okay. I'm going to say it's a $300 guitar. It was $700. Yeah. $100 of that was the paint job. Why would you throw a very expensive paint job on a very cheap guitar? Why would you do that? That seems dumb. Usually I just go gut, uh, 83, and then I just throw a number at you. You got to trust yourself, I mean, Ed. Exactly. Trying to do some math based on the cost of bread is apparently not the way to do it. It's way more fun, though. Maybe. Oh. Yeah. So in today dollars? It's like 2100 bucks. 2100 bucks. How much was a regular strap back then, then? Well, that's a weird thing. Regular strap was like 600 too. What? They didn't really consider this the low end. Right, but the options on this are less than you would get on a regular strap. This is CBS, right? What are you doing, guys? Fender 2023? They can get away with that. They can do stupid shit all they want, and people love it. 1983? That's not going to fly with you Reagan boys. And it didn't really fly, because in 1985, mm -hmm. CBS had had enough. They sell Fender outright to an investment group led by our man William Schultz. You remember Schultz? Schultz. I mean, that was sort of their last hurrah. And I don't know if you also remember that when they sold it to Schultz, they were like, oh, yeah, and by the way, the price does not include the factory. Oh, crap, we got to send manufacturing over to Japan until right. we can move to what ended up being Corona and build a new damn factory. Right. So the irony in that is that this here bowling ball ended up being one of the last models created in the U.S. before CBS sold yeah. the whole endeavor. Like, I can imagine that Johansson is thinking, wow, look at that. I'm getting $25 each for these, and this is going to lead to more work. I'm going to become right. a go-to swirly boy. Right. <laughs> He did sell probably more swirly guitars than anyone else. He probably did do that. He was the go-to swirly boy. It's just 300 guitars is the problem. We're not done with him. Oh. When Schultz buys Fender, one of the first things they do is move production to Japan because they had to. What's Schultz up to? Uh, Schultz? We don't pre-dong. Was an American engineer. William Charles Schultz, 2006, September 21st. We lost him on my birthday <sighs> at age 80. I was probably having cake. I probably felt it like the Star Wars thing where there's like a disturbance and Ben Kenobi gets all lightheaded. One fork full of cake just goes yep. in sideways. Yep, exactly. Of course, you write yep. it off at the time. Yep. How could you know? R.I.P. But somebody must have had some affinity for this. Because in 1987, they attempt a reissue. Okay. Let's put feelers out this time and see what happens. So they get to Johansson. Will you do us like 20 of these? We're going to send them to some of our great dealer friends. Are they going to stick with the low-cost options again? Yeah, yeah. They did that. They made 20. They sent them out. And unanimously, the dealers were like, no fucking way. They sent them all back. So what happened to them? They were sold to Fender employees. Oh. Once in a blue moon, you'll see a 1987 bowling ball strat. 
And that's one of those employee ones that never was on the open market. I wonder if those have some weird resale value. Above and beyond these originals? Yeah. The originals, have they held their value? Have they actually become collectible in a weird way? They have and they are. Huh. People are weird. But. Yeah. Our man Darren Johansson. Yeah. Lands on his feet. Okay. He gets hooked up with one Steve Vai and the cats over there at Ibanez. He did those? Yes, he did. Maybe he just figured his thing out because the Ibanez are not as weirdly busy as this one, maybe? I know enough about how that process works. I've done it. Yeah. The paint is always moving. It's not like you put your colors down and they morph and then stay there. Right. So you have to decide when to stop putting color on the top of the water and how long to let it sit before you dip it. Yep. Or else it gets too busy or not busy enough or whatever it is. Right. I don't want to suggest that Johansson did and has done every single Ibanez swirl there ever was. I mean, I can imagine there was a team or multiple teams situated in different places, but he certainly went over to Ibanez early on and did a whole bunch of them at the very least for Steve Vai. Yeah. We've played a few strats. Does it sound particularly like thin? Do me a favor, Ed. Yeah, you want me to grab yours? Yeah, hand me that Stratocaster over there and let's see if we can discern some difference. Here's ours. I'll put it in the middle. Anemic, thin. A little bit. 83 versus a 75. Here's the old Mocha Hartel Strat. It's just louder. Not as far apart as I thought they were going to be. Pretty far apart. It's funny how just a couple of decisions can make such a huge impact on the guitar. Yeah. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Hey, Ed, Mm. it looks like a bowling ball. Kind of. It's very swirly. Yeah. It only has two knobs on it, and the trim system does not go all the way through the body. Mm. In Mm. fact, the strings are top-loaded. Great. The 1983 Dan Smith era, swirly boy finish Stratocaster. Buy or deny? Deny. Why? Deny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a custom paint job. That's cool. I don't like it. That's not cool. Oh, and it's just a worse Strat? You can get a worse strat with a bad paint job. Oh, but there were only 300 of them, so it's super collectible. So you're going to pay twice as much as an 83 with a black finish. Yeah, I think I'll take the black finish, please. Yeah, thank you. That thing looks brand new. If I could buy a brand new 83 that's black. Yeah. I think those Steve Vai guitars are cool. I've always thought they were cool. For a long time, I thought they were ironically cool. And now I just think they're cool as hell in general. So it sounds like the only guy that comes out of this clean is our man Johansson. Sort of. The person that screwed that paint job up was Fender by not playing to the strengths of the paint job like Ibanez did. There's a way to make that paint job look cool. They just decided to not do that. Well, I agree with you, Ed. This is a deny for me as well. Yeah? Yeah. We are clearly in the weird camp. 
oh, there's only 300 of these, so they're really collectible. I do not care. Yeah. If it were actually cool, there would be a lot more of them. And then it wouldn't be cool today. That is weird. But I'll take lots of pictures. Oh, yeah? I will detail the swirl. Yeah. Let the viewers decide it. Going to take the pictures. Going to mm-hmm. put them on the Instagram. Okay. Don't forget, we are on Patreon. Don't mm-hmm. forget, we are members of the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts. Yeah. And that's a fact. That is a fact, Jack. You should go check out the Ruinous Network. They're on the iTunes, uh-huh. the Google Play, the Spotify's. Yeah. And then after you guys have had a chance to do that, mm-hmm. calm down, relax. Mm-hmm. We'll come back next week and do another one. Great. All right? Great. That sounds like a great plan. Cool. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>